Welcome to Exist Travels On Location, and this is your host, Vinci Filio. We believe that we are meant to wander from sea to sea, to stretch the limits of what our eyes can see. We are meant to travel to many places, to learn to expand our own spaces. We capture each moment from beginning to end. Every moment is kept and shared with a friend. We travel, we seek, we journey. Our wish is to share this with everybody. And today, our special guest is Jesse Foy. What's up? So, Jesse, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm from Destin, Florida. I uh, do a lot of traveling. I'm a videographer, a photographer um, by day, and a screenwriter by night. Um, but most of what you see is the visuals I capture and the places I go. So, right now we are in Alaska. Is this your first time in Alaska? It is, yes. In three words, describe the whole experience. The last frontier. Wow. <laughs> I was looking for three adjectives, but that's fine. Um, so, what when you first got to Alaska and we started driving around on the highway and you can see... It's called a Turnigan Arm. You know, you kind of little see the mud flats on the right side of the of the road. What was your initial impression, if you remember? Um, wow, uh, epic, amazing, extraordinary. There you go. There's your uh, there's your three adjectives. But um, yeah, that's that's definitely what uh what came to mind as I was uh just looking out the window and just completely mesmerized by, I I think the word I used the most, um, over social media, texting family and friends was just surreal. It all felt surreal. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that looking outside in, you know, just to see nature and kind of being amazed by how majestic just from the mountains to the water to, um, just, the scenery it was it was surreal i think that's a really good word to use um now that you've been in alaska for a few days what have you been doing wow i have been um i've been hiking a lot uh but i'm not complaining i love it it's a good workout um i've been learning how to live without uh cell service and connection to the outside world which is sometimes uh kind of daunting but at the same time very freeing, uh, being able to just really put my phone in my pocket for hours and not touch it and just truly just look around and again, just be, uh, mesmerized by the surreal landscape all around me. You you touched on something I would like to discuss further. So we spent some time, you know, active things, but let's focus on what you said about being disconnected from the world. Um, kind of, Looking into that, what have been the benefits that you've seen um, for yourself specifically of being disconnected from social media, the internet, and all the things going on in the world? What do you think were the positive things that you experienced? Yeah, um, I I think I think one of the one of the big things for me is just um, just not feeling like I have to compete and almost in a way of like keeping up with social media, um, 
you know, replying to to all the Snapchats and text messages I get throughout the day, not having to keep up in a in a, not even a competition, but more as just like a cycle, like the life cycle of just trying to, you know, catch up with things, with people, with things. It's just, um, just having more freedom and not having so much on my shoulders of the outside world, which it's good to have responsibilities, but it's also, it's great to take a break and just, just realize I can sit back and not feel like I'm in a, in a cycle, in a competition and in the rat race, as some people say, of of getting everything done and doing everything and just truly just being able to, to let go. And also having time to be able to just focus on, um, I just kind of worship my own, you know, personal worship, religious worship, going out and having more time to, to open up my Bible and sit by a, a creek of, you know, fresh water running past me and just sit there, lose track of time completely and just open up my Bible, read, you know, say a prayer, maybe sing a song, you know, out there in the wilderness on my own. Truly, truly a, a great opportunity to to focus on on things that I don't generally get to focus on when I'm just constantly in the, you know, the, the daily grind. Would you say that you felt that right away or was that something that, that was a gradual progression that you started feeling that peace or that kind of like the sense of more introspective connection with yourself and the surroundings instead of connected to the world. It was definitely a, a, a gradual transition. It didn't happen right off the bat, you know, because even, even while I'm looking out the window for the first time, seeing all the landscape and the beauty, my phone's in my hand, I'm taking pictures, I'm Snapchatting my friends. Um, but, you know, the more you're out there and the more you, you lose track of service and lose track of time, um, lose the connection, you know, again, like I said, at first it's a little daunting, but then you begin to get used to it and you get in the flow and then it's nice. You know, your phone's not, not buzzing off every few minutes and you're not constantly scrolling and updating and updating your news feed on, on social media and, and it becomes nice and you enjoy it. And not to say that I, you know, don't enjoy coming back around and being able to come back into service and, and connecting with people, but it is, it is a nice, a nice mix up to be able to really, get lost um, in nature and kind of get lost and be able to, you know, kind of find yourself out there again, find a little bit of little piece of you you may have lost within all the, all the white noise of what's happening around you in the world every day. I like that. I like, you know, everything you said that, um, may you find, you learn to get to know yourself better when you're out in nature, when you're disconnected from the world and you're just doing things that are not normally your routine. You know, you f- you find joy in the simple things in life. And I noticed that time was slower during this trip because it felt like we were enjoying every minute because you can step outside and just kind of take that breath of fresh air and then you're kind of like, oh, wow. I'm here. You know, you're looking at the mountains or the sunrise or something. Um, But what has been your favorite thing so far that we've done in Alaska? If you can even easily name them. Yeah, that's that's a tough question just because everything, it's such a, there's such a variety of things to do out here, you know, um, that it makes it hard to pin down something specifically um, but I, I think, I think what I've enjoyed the most, I'll give you two things. The first thing is being able to be with a group of people, the group that we're out here with and really connect with them on an intimate face to face 
level without, you know, the phone screens being in the way or, or you know, the, the hustle and bustle of cars and trafficking, you know, like sitting down to eat somewhere in a restaurant, truly being able to be just you and them, you know, raw conversations, real conversations. I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed the people aspect of being with, with this group of people and, and just really getting to get to know everyone I'm with on such a deeper level. Um, but then as for the whole Alaska aspect, um, I, you know, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed biking. Um, I forget, I forget the place. Ekutna River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Say it. <laughs> Ekutna? Eklutna. Eklutna. There you go. All That's right. pretty good. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, biking along the river. Oh, my goodness. That that blue water is insane. You know I'm a beach boy, so I love my blue water. And that blue water. And then being able to take a, a, a kayak out there and just uh, kayak on that river and um, just look at the the glacier above me and the mountains surrounding me and the blue water beneath me. Did you swim? <laughs> you know, I stuck my hand in for about – 30 seconds to see if I started to feel any bit of uh, frostbite. It didn't happen, but then when I pulled it out, I was I was kind of regretting it. But I, I didn't go swimming. It didn't feel as cold as the guide said it was, um, but I can imagine if I was to fall in, I'd probably, I'd probably get hypothermia pretty quick. Yeah, what did they say? 45 minutes usually? That's the, the only time you have. Yeah, he said he said you have about forty five, so you fall in initially. Um, if you're not out of the water within you know five minutes, you start shivering, trembling. Then there's like another ten minutes, and your body starts freezing up, locking up on you, and you can't even swim much longer. Um, I, Fifteen, twenty minutes into it, hyperthermia kicks in, and then um, you know he said by about forty five minutes, if you're not out or if you haven't found somewhere to dry off, even if you are out, you're uh, you're toast. Yep, you're done. So you like that? I I really liked that um, lake. I kept thinking it's a river, but it's a lake. Um, favorite random moment from the trip? Something that was unexpected that just kind of happened that kind of made the trip extra memorable. Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, something that made it extra memorable. You know, there were there's so many things that have happened throughout this trip, but um you know, I um I did laugh pretty hard when I when I burned the the mac and cheese bowl. <laughs> okay, explain what happened. <laughs> well, um I'm not I've never been to, I didn't go to college, so I didn't get to experience the college life of, you know, buying cheap food like ramen. I tasted my first ramen on this trip um, in mac and cheese bowls. Um, and I I was making some mac and cheese bowls for some people. And um, so you have to put a little bit of water in there. And I just, I just, you know, this is my second time to ever do it. I'm not used to this eating lifestyle. I threw it in the microwave in the RV. And then 20 seconds in, I, I start to smell a little burning. I'm like, I mean, I did this yesterday. I don't know what's wrong. 30 seconds into it, smoke starts coming out of the microwave. So about 40 seconds in, I pop it open. There's smoke, the RV. Everyone's complaining what the awful smell is. And I'm like, I did this yesterday. What's wrong? I mean, there's a hole just burning through the mac and cheese bowl. And then it hit me. I'm supposed to put a little
little like a cup of water into the bowl, um, which I just you know I forgot. I just I don't know if that's something anyone else has ever done before. I'm sure it's happened, but you know I blame it on the uh, lack of experience. Uh, so, needless to say, the RV definitely uh, definitely had a nice burn stench to it for the next thirty thirty to forty five minutes. Um, <laughs> and what's funny is I was complaining about everyone smelling like the campfire the night before, and then. Uh, Lo and behold, I was the one that stunk up the entire RV with the smell of burned plastic. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I remember walking into the RV and I'm like, what happened? And then everybody already had probably started picking on Jesse for what he did. And he's like, I burnt mac and cheese. And I'm just kind of shook my head. I'm like, okay. Well, do you think you'll ever do that again? <laughs> was that lesson learned forever? I hope it's a lesson learned, but you know what? Sometimes, sometimes lessons are hard to be taught to me. So I, you know, I'm as forgetful as I may be. I, I hope it doesn't happen again, and I hope it doesn't happen in a small space like an RV. But uh, needless to say, it was it was a funny moment, and um, and you know what? It was a good experience, though. You know, things like that. It's it's the it's the funny, unexpected, sometimes um, failure, failed moments, I should say. Um, that that give you the best memories looking back. It's the times where things don't go as planned that end up being the most um, momentous occasions. Yeah, I agree. I think it added color to the trip. You know, just one of those things that, you know, we have a group chat, group text that we do with the whole group of everyone going to Alaska. And I know even during the trip, we would send random messages to everybody about, you know, things happening. But even after the trip, it still happens. You know, we would kind of... Um, look back and talk about some of the things we've done, funny things, crazy things, random things. And I think it's what makes a trip memorable, all these unplanned moments, you know. So on a more serious note, you know, you've been traveling the last few years. And would you say that every time you travel to somewhere new, the more you meet new people, do you think... You grow as a person? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even this trip. I've already found myself growing just on this trip. Um, How yeah. many inches? <laughs> Vertically or horizontally? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, uh, I'd say, you know what? I'd say horizontally shrinking a little bit for as much, for as much hiking as I'm doing. I'm, uh, I'm definitely losing a little bit of, of that uh, extra quarantine weight that I was gaining for the past few months. So I'm not, I'm not complaining, but yeah, I, uh, I definitely would say that I grow, um, not just, I mean, I mean, I grow a beard physically, but, but mentally and spiritually I grow a lot. I come back with a, with a different perspective on life, more of appreciation and, and I'm just gratitude for, you know, for the, the way things work outside of my own bubble. I agree. You know, I've known Jesse now for just a little bit over a year. You know, and the first time I met him, we went to Belize. And, it, you know, it was still kind of like, you know, when you're meeting people for the first time, you're just kind of like you really act your best. You know, try to, like, make sure that you're not, like, weirded out by each other. But in the last year, we've been to many different places. And the more I get to know him, the more I know that he's just not that vague or vapid social media person <laughs> you know i'm i'm not saying that most people are that way but there's substance to his character 
And you know, I can attest that, you know, the more you get to know him, he's got a lot of layers. And we're working on peeling them one by one, right? Yes. <laughs> you are teaching me to, uh, to peel them back. And uh, you're doing a good job at it. As you've kind of traveled, you know, you meet new people and you kind of, um, you know, learn to adjust to people's different personalities and different likes and dislikes. Do you find yourself changing to appease them or do you think you're just evolving into a more kind of like a re relatable person? Because the, the, way, the reason why I'm asking that is that when people, you know, visit you or check you out on like social media, you know, people kind of see, oh, Jesse's like, you know, perfect looking guy. Everything's good. He's always <laughs> cheerful. I don't know. Do you even that, have but... bad moments? <laughs> yes, I, I have my bad moments. I have um... never seen it <laughs> oh, in real life. <laughs> Other than the mac and cheese. I think that's the, that's his worst flaw. <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't hire me to come cook mac and cheese because I'll probably fail at that. But... but, you know, when you think about, you know, Jesse, who's the real Jesse? How much of your true self is, sh is shown on social media? I think everyone on social media tries to portray themselves living their best life, as a lot of people say. Um, and I don't think that's wrong because I think it's good to push positivity out rather than negativity. But I think you have to you have to draw a fine line between making people envious and making people helping people understand who you are um or 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 there's there's a balance between between just just doing it just for the clout just to try to you know say oh my life is perfect like check me out this is you know i i think i think as much as you're pouring out the goodness and the positivity and the blessings which is great you also need to be able to show that you are flawed and you are human because when you do that then people people can connect and empathize and also realize, okay, this person may be blessed in what they do, but they're just like me. You know, I've always said, everyone's a mess. Some people are just better actors than others. And I, I truly believe that. I think we all struggle. We're all messy. We all have flaws and we all have issues and struggles. But I think there's also a fine line between dumping your dirty laundry out and just kind of letting people know, reminding them every every once in a while, hey, I'm human, I mess up, I have flaws, I have struggles. Maybe not go into the depth of it, but just, you know, keep – I think keeping yourself humble is is huge for social media. And, and I wouldn't say that I'm the best at keeping myself humble. You know, I'm always – because I'm a huge visual photographer, I'm always just trying to show – I'm a perfectionist too. So I want to show the most perfect image, the most perfect shot. But I think I do a good job um, – or I, I do a okay job at you know reminding people that, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm a human too. Like I'm, I'm just – God has blessed me, but I also – you know I have flaws and I have, I have things I got to work on too. And maybe I don't always go into detail on everything. But you know I, I want people I – think, I think at the end of the day, I want – everyone to know that they can do what I'm doing. They can go where I'm going. They can have these opportunities. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that, you know, above everything, 
I think you need to pursue God because God opens doors for you. And, and that's just, you know, my personal belief, but I think, you know, we all have the chance to do great things. We just have to find it within ourselves and maybe look, look above ourselves to, uh, find it within something bigger. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think that, um, you know, that's one of the things that I've noticed, you know, knowing Jesse, you know, seeing his social media life and then knowing him in real life. I mean, there definitely is, you know, he shows a lot of himself in, you know, in his posts on, on social media. But those who get to know him kind of get it. That's why I think that I said earlier that, you know, he has... He has layers, you know, there's substance to his character and, you know, he's pretty good at like, you know, responding to people when they message you, you know, there's some creepy ones, you know, but there's a lot of good ones who would just ask for advice or they would just tell him, hey, I appreciate your work. He's, you know, he's very approachable. So that makes him real. I think, I think to just adding on that, just this came to me is. The, the number one thing for me is – and I, I don't see myself as anyone bigger than anyone else. I think a lot of people can get caught up – a lot of influencers, influencers, social media star celebrities can get caught up in, in the pride of how, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm so much better. But I, I don't see that. I, I see myself as everyone should on the same level as anyone else. It doesn't matter their follower count. It doesn't matter how good their content is. I'm human. You're human. Let's connect. I remember back in the day when I, you know, I only had like 50 followers. I would reach out to people who had a few thousand followers and they'd never respond. They'd open my messages and they never respond. And this was years ago. And I said, you know what? If I ever grow on social media or ever do anything with my life, I will never leave anyone opened and not respond. I will always make sure I reply to everyone because at the end of the day, like if I can inspire someone or encourage someone to do what I'm doing, you know, to live a better life, to, to do something great with their life, then that, that at the end of the day, that's, that's what excites me and makes me happy is to see you pursuing your passions. So I think a huge thing is just reminding yourself who you are, where you came from. And, you know, and no matter how much praise you may get or how much, how many people applaud you at the end of the day, you know what, you're, you are no greater than any, anyone in the audience, even if you're on stage. I agree. And I think, you know, just from what he said, that tells you how, what kind of person he is. That's the real Jesse that I know, you know, and that's something that, you know, he's a good, he's a good example. He's someone that you could look up to um, and someone you could make fun of every now and then. He can usually handle it. And if he can't, he'll tell you. I think I've been uh, the punchline of every single joke on this trip. <laughs> yes. We try to... We keep we try to keep him humble. That's why we do that. And I think that's one of the things. The more we go on these trips, the more we get to know everybody. It's just like it becomes natural. We become this little traveling family, you know. And our family continues to grow, you know. Obviously, within the year that we've been kind of doing this, and um, you know, it just we keep adding new and new people. And that's what I love about, you know. The idea about behind exist travels is that we become this, you know, group, a very tight knit group who just kind of travels and experiences things and gets to know each other and, you know, and I love that. And just to end, so let's go back to Alaska. So I want you to just fill in the blanks and we'll end with this. 
before I came to Alaska, I thought Alaska was just about blank. Cold, snowy, white winter wonderland. Now that you've seen Alaska in person with your own eyes, Alaska is the most surreal, majestic, epic landscape I've ever been to within America. Wow, that's a tall order right there. Other states, you better step up your game. We're going to be visiting you, and Jesse's going to have his assessment at the end of the trip, and I hope you guys can live up to the expectations. <laughs> Final question. Traveling is considered luxury for a lot of people. It's something that not everybody gets to experience in their lifetime, you know, due to different circumstances, obviously, from financial, physical, um, even sometimes, you know, maybe emotional issues. But in the last few years that you've kind of, you've traveled different places, what do you think has made you fall in love with it over and over again besides the whole multiple layovers missed connections delays cancellations you know from the pandemic and all those things why do you still love traveling and we'll end with that i love traveling because it gives me a greater sense of how small I am in comparison to all of God's beautiful creation. It gives me a gratitude for how much I've been blessed with when I go to different countries and different places that aren't as fortunate as me or the country I live in. Um, in some way, it gives me a sense of purpose because... I'm always longing to go on the next great trip and I find purpose that just resonates within me knowing that there's somewhere out there that I still have yet to discover. That's great. And I'm not going to add to that because I think, you know, his answer was, was perfect. I'm here with Jesse Foy. If you ever want to look him up on social media, um, our best place is probably Instagram, and yeah. your handle is Jesse Me ninety three. So J E S S E M E in the numbers nine three. And everybody who just wondering, he is single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. I'm your host Vinci Filio, and you have been listening to Exist Travels on Location, a travel podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, subscribe to this podcast. And if you want to be featured, send us a message or email us at podcast at existtravels.com. Join us next week on another episode of Exist Travels on Location. Thank you for listening. And remember, we travel not for glory, but we travel to tell a story.